0: We all have fearful thoughts that limit our lives, and we make decisions accordingly. How much better would life be if we exchange those fears for perfect love
1: and truth? Just saying this feels freeing. Welcome to the Abundantly Me podcast with Tara Olette. She's a life coach, speaker, teacher, and writer. It has been so cool to witness how aware Tara is to God's love as she flips the script of fear, inspiring us to live abundantly.
0: And this is my dear friend, Laura Fonseca, who is the producer of this life-giving podcast. I'm delighted to share space with her, as she joyfully depends on God's voice and the written word to love others well within the mysteries of life. Okay, ready to flip the script? Oh, it's time. Let's go.
1: Hi. Hey. Hey, listeners. Welcome back. We're so happy to have you with us. So we're looking out a window right now. Mm-hmm. The snow's coming down,
2: and mm-hmm. uh,
1: it's quite a different sight from what we saw earlier this week. We got to go to Florida. We did. Spend some time in the sun. That,
0: that was needed. Took the show on the road. Come on, we did. We took the show on the road. And listeners, do you know, do you remember how we got to Florida? Mm. It's because it was on the Wheel of Fear. Thank you, Wheel of Fear. Come on. Right? Yes. So it was just a fun flipping the script experience. We got to actually live in this relaxed space Mm -hmm. because I was afraid to take somebody up on their offer to use their space in Florida when they're not using it. And then we flipped the script. I know. What? And we got to benefit from it.
1: And we were both blessed by it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing your blessings yeah. with me. Well, you're welcome. You're kinda of stuck with me.
0: <laughs> we took abundantly me on the road. And it was it was I don't know how you felt about it, but for me it was just like my goal was just to be present, super present in the moments mm-hmm. and be ready to receive God's favor and just be at a place of
1: total rest. It was it was such a relaxing, restful Mm-hmm. I did not come home needing to take a break. I came home fully rejuvenated. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It was nice. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't need a vacation from my vacation. Right. Yep. It was very, very mm-hmm. needed. So thanks for enjoying that with me. Yeah. And uh, it was so nice to yeah. get a dose of sunshine because who knows when we're going to get that again here yeah. in Michigan. It's pretty gray. Um, but yes. we're trying to also flip the script in our head how we feel
0: about the cold Thank 20 you. degree Thank weather. Thank you for that reminder. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we're trying to come from a place of gratitude here in the Michigan area when it's great, a lot. But anyway, we got to
1: benefit. Yes. Hopefully it's a natural overflow. Excited about today. Yes, me too. I'm super excited about this interview that we have today. Mm. We get to listen um, in on a one-on-one coaching session uh, with one of your clients and- I'm really excited. It's such a good interview that we actually are going to make it a two-parter, I think. Yeah. Um just because there's so much good stuff in there, so we might just break it up into two parts, but I'm really really excited to share this with the listeners. Yeah, I'm I'm what's really neat is
0: that this client when she came to me um and then I asked her a couple sessions in if we can start recording the sessions and she said, "Oh my goodness, I was hoping you would you were going to start a podcast. Wow. And so not only was she dreaming of that on my behalf, but then she was super willing, like Deirdre, my other client, um, this is a, a different client. We're eavesdropping in on this one-on-one coaching session. And just like Deirdre, just super excited to to make allow their journey to be visible mm-hmm. from for others. It's yeah. super,
1: y'all. It's so good. It's so it's good. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, yes. it's time for the, the wheel, wheel of fear. Report. <laughs> okay. Report. So yes, let us know. How did it go? What so, was your fear last week? The fear uh, was contacting
0: Donna oh, Winship, that's right. And asking if she would be someone we could interview, talk to mm-hmm. in one of our episodes. And uh, yeah, just some fear and limiting beliefs of like asking, even though I have that relationship with her, it's not (laughs) as solidified. So um, yeah, it was on my wheel of fear. Listen, what we put on our wheel of fear is any, you and I are learning to just anything that we know immediately, oh, I'm fearful of that. Mm -hmm. We're just putting it up on that list. And this was one of them. And so days were coming, you know, closer to this Monday <laughs> recording day. And I I did not um, message her. Um, I did actually, I did message her. She said, I text her and she said, you know, get back to me. Because um, they were at a big conference. And then I had to, you know, muster up all of the courage again to do what she had asked is get back to her. And so a whole other <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> round, two. am I interrupting her? You know, and is, is this of everything else they have going on? But I had to put a lot of that aside and just use as little words as possible, text her back. And just, um, I literally was writing out the words and said, Tara use a lot less words. Just speak from your true identity, speak from the overflow of love And the worst that can happen is no thank you, you know, for all these certain reasons that she's allowed to come up with. And so um, I messaged her back and she messaged me immediately, like pretty quickly. And she said how busy they are for X, Y, and Z reasons. She says, but maybe in March, that would be great. And then she says, but there's something else I want to talk to you about. And then I thought, oh, is this another thing I need to put on the wheel of fear? (laughs) What is it? And actually... I really could have put that on the wheel of fear, but instead, you know, obviously we're not going to put everything on there, mm-hmm. but it's so easy. We mm-hmm. have fears, hundreds of them. If The more self-aware we are, the more we know it's, it's just a thing in our human nature. And, uh, instead I just talked to my husband about them and just said, what could they be asking? Like, what is it that she would want to know more from me? What, what? so there was a couple lies and limiting beliefs you and i talked about it you know prior but i'm not going to spend time on it now and uh we had a phone call and this morning and and i won't get into it now but you guys this (laughs) whole concept of the limiting beliefs or fears are so unbelievably real Because what we ended up talking about, I would have never imagined Mm -hmm. they were going to ask me what they asked me. But
1: that's for a whole other episode. That's for later. All right. I can't wait. It's big. It's a doozy. A report out on the report out. I'll uh, (laughs) report on the report later. All right. To be continued on that. Getting back to the topic of the day, I just want to ask you a couple of questions about Kate, yes. who is your client, who um, basically we're just listening in on a coaching session between the two of you. Um, and it's super powerful. She's so well-spoken. She's mm-hmm. got so much wisdom. Now she is a child mm-hmm. psychologist. Yep. Is that right? She has her doctorate. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, She's amazing. Um, I really enjoyed listening to what she had to say. And um, can you just give us a little synopsis mm-hmm. of what brought Kate to you? Like what got her to start working with you as a coach? Yeah. And not easily said,
0: um, is spiritual formation. Uh, she's high capacity person has a, the career of that. She worked very hard, um, to earn her doctorate, um, loves what she does and has many other things going very well, cor- you know, going well for her. Uh, But she just felt such a void. And as she got to know me, even though we're on in the beginning, the very first session that we had, we knew right away that she was looking for spiritual, um, her growth in like a variety of spiritual sources, universal sources, like, uh, and she was just willing to find it anywhere. And she chose to come to me because she knows like I'm into Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you all know that that's been a journey for me to be comfortable. So I think because I've been pretty straightforward with how powerful being a Christ follower can be in all aspects of our life. And but then also being transparent with that I've been on my own spiritual formation, we all are, Mm -hmm. we're on our own spiritual formation journey. And I have no problem holding space for people who are On any part of that spectrum, Um, I I just really appreciate holding space for people who are curious. And she was incredibly curious. And so, yeah, she just wanted to learn more about what she felt in her being was missing in regard to spiritual development. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And can I ask you a little bit, too, about your process? Just from listening to a few coaching sessions of yours, I've noticed that you pay a lot of attention to language and the Mm -hmm. language that your clients use. Um, And then it's like you pick out... Some language that might have some limiting beliefs or fears hiding That's behind right. it, and you kind of pull on that thread. That's right. So, I definitely so see you doing this at the beginning um, of your coaching session, and then that kind of just is yes. the theme throughout. Yeah, every time. Um, so, that happens pretty much every time you're every coaching. Like, you really are time. paying attention to the language that they're using, and yeah. then you're able to pinpoint. That's right. That's- so, all I have to do
0: is show up in my true identity and We've spoken over other episodes and we'll continue to speak into what that means. But I show up true to myself and I hold space for each client and all I need to do because I'm not the expert of their life. Each client is an expert of his or her own life. And my role is to hold space and for that person to process And to like get to the end of a thought. You know how many thoughts roll around in Mm -hmm. our head? So I just hold space for them to process, to say, speak out loud, of course, obviously. Um, And to, then I listen to the word choices and I know that our choice words are attached to beliefs. So if I just reflect back and say, I'll, you, you could hear me say, maybe not in this session as much, but tell yourself more about what you just said. Not tell me, mm-hmm. tell yourself more. Um, what might you be believing about? What? Tell yourself more, speak more about that. And so you'll hear in the beginning of this coaching session, like you said, immediately, It's the spirit within me. 99% of the time I can tell the difference. It's not Tara being curious and wanting to poke around and know more. Mm -hmm. It's really like my spirit, you know, God within me, the Holy Spirit is like, ask Kate why she said that. Mm -hmm. And not in a condemning judging, but in a just holding. And when I say holding space, there's joyful curiosity, loving curiosity, which is why we say perfect love casts out fear. So, uh, yeah, I just love listening to the language you used and reflect on that word choice, that phrasing choice. And then the person just massages it out and we just kind of bounce back and forth. Again, I'm not the expert of their life. They are. And I just do a lot of deep listening, um, specific questions. I ask specific questions and you'll probably also hear me pause And just be careful of and I'll be in prayer mode, Mm -hmm. just so that the question or if I'm offering any scripture or any um, anecdotes, I just want to be careful that that's not coming from Tara, the human Mm -hmm. (laughs) coach, it's coming from God that I'm connecting with on behalf of in this situation, Kate. And what she's trying to
1: uncover, because mm-hmm. it is about a lot of uncovering and yeah. discovering. Yeah. Well, it was super, um, I mean, it was super beneficial to me. We all have fears and limiting beliefs, and so many of them overlap. So it's That's to good. hear somebody else talk through theirs um, and then being able to relate to that. It was, it was just such a great session that you had. And I'm so thankful that you guys were both willing to share it. Yeah. And I'm really
0: <laughs> glad that as a listener, because coming from the field of education, Um, I could pick up on all her language. And you guys will know what I'm talking about in a minute, listeners, some of the language used coming from her field. um, We share a lot of the same language. So we were just jamming on it. It was so good. But then to hear you who didn't come from the field of education or child psychology, (laughs) and you could pick up on the messaging Mm -hmm. that that was really cool to hear that from you too
1: it was good i'm really excited for you all to hear this so sit back enjoy and uh we'll catch you we'll catch you after the the session yeah so just to repeat this will be two sessions two sessions so we're breaking it up into two parts part one of this uh coaching session with tara and kate enjoy enjoy
2: Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I don't know how the weather is around you, but it is gloomy and cold and rainy here.
0: Yes, and I try very hard not to have that echo my soul. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like honestly, when I wake up in the morning, it's like my body knows before I look out the window. <laughs> yes.
0: Totally and i I try hard not to do that, but it's uh it it is kind of the just the natural pull. Yeah. So tell me, obviously my two typical questions, how might this session serve you well? And then if there's anything that you just need to download, get off your chest before we get started.
2: Yeah. So, um, my poor husband still cannot put any weight on his foot from spraining it. Um, so it's been just very stressful to be like a part-time caregiver and also take care of the whole house and like do all <laughs> the everything. Things. Exactly. Because he mm-hmm. can't really move around. It takes a lot. He's on crutches.
0: Mm.
2: Um, so that's just been a lot. I feel like I've just been on go and I haven't had a lot of time to like be still.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I feel like definitely self-care has been <laughs> sort of on the back burner. However, we're doing, you know, dry January and we did like a really healthy food cleanse this week, So hmm. like through everything that is happening, we are really trying <laughs> to rise up and be better versions of ourselves. Yeah. And I have to tell you, like this month has just been, I forget what that children's book is, but like the, the very bad, horrible, yep. no- Alexander and the, yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Like it's one thing after another of just like bad luck. Mm -hmm. So it's like a few days in he sprained his ankle really bad. And then um, he found out that he's going to be moving in his job and, you know, he's frustrated because he can't exercise and he's a big athlete. So I feel like that's also taking a toll. Um, I had a bunch of blood tests done that kind of confirm my very low estrogen and progesterone levels. Um, so I'm working with, um, a functional medicine doctor over that, but just getting those results back to like, confirm it was like, Mm. and it's like not having the typical coping mechanisms of food or alcohol. So you aren't using those to cope? No. Mm -mm. Mm. And I feel like, you know. Yesterday was kind of like the last straw. So I finished a meeting and I go down into my kitchen and there is, I'm gonna send you a video of it. There is water pouring from the kitchen ceiling. Oh it, my
0: it goodness.
2: was not raining. We have our laundry room is upstairs. Mm. So it was from the laundry. Um, and I said to Hunter, like we were in the kitchen last night, and I was like, Honestly, Hunter, like I have no other explanation other than like Satan is real and trying to drag <laughs> us down while we're trying to like be better selves.
0: Mm. What did he say to
2: that? He laughed because mm-hmm. it's just been such a string. Like I didn't even list all the things, but it's like today I said to him, I was like, I don't even want to go outside today. Cause <laughs> like, I don't know what's going right. to happen. Right?
0: Is there a Mack truck near Yes. It's
2: just mm-hmm. like all the little things. Like yesterday when I came out of the doctor's office, parking ticket, even though I paid for tar- parking, <laughs> it went like five minutes over. Mm. Uh, so I do feel like I am being tested, mm. which and has if, never
0: happened. If to we go more. with that for a moment, even though you already explained that, um, what do you presume the testing is?
2: So, you know, me, like I like to put it into a way that I can understand. So you know, if I say like, there is like an enemy or Satan, it's like, okay, well, how is it working? And I'm like, well, if we talk about energy, right, it's like, we're trying to elevate our energy. And I feel like there's this opposite reaction around us right now where negative things are happening to try and almost like pull us back down to where we were. Mm. And there have been times where I was tempted. I was like, a couple days ago, I was like, so tempted to stop by the wine store on the way home. Mm. And I was like, nope, 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 Hmm. nope, nope,
0: nope. Let's keep playing with this. What else could there be? Not that there needs to be, but let's just search around. What else could be the testing?
2: Or it could be like God showing us what the strength that we do have and what we can get through without those coping mechanisms.
0: Mm.
2: I've I've had that thought as well. Like this is the time when all of this bad stuff can happen because you're more able to handle it right now. Mm.
0: All right, let's keep searching. What else could it be? (laughs) What else could the testing?
2: I don't know. I'm out of thoughts that I've had about it.
0: Mm. So these had already come, these two options have already come to mind.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Cause it's like beyond, just like beyond bad luck, like a mm-hmm. synchronicity, right? Like a sweet synchronicity. That's just like beyond like rationality and logic and probability. Like I can't. Oh yeah. And then this morning I walked downstairs and the flood extended into the basement. So that's fun.
0: Mm. Okay. I want to, I want to play around with you. The two times you've said bad luck. And this time you're like, okay, it's because it's beyond bad luck. Mm. So let's just poke around there. What, what is your understanding when your words our bad luck, what's the belief that's attached to bad luck for you and it being beyond bad luck, right? So bad luck is defined in your like, in your being, bad luck has a def- def- definition as boundaries and you're like, it's beyond bad luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. so let's just press into what you might be believing of bad luck.
2: Hmm. Ooh, you're going deep today, Girl, <laughs> and look, it, it's like five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it, you know, them. me, this is like the spirit, like saying, Let's talk about that. And I take notes so we can always come back. But no, man, this is like the spirit saying, What do you know? What do you think you think about bad luck?
2: Um. Oh, I don't think I've ever gone into that space before. It's hard.
0: No, we don't. We normally don't, right? Mm -hmm. We say things. And if we pause, which is what the reason you and I are doing what we're doing, Mm -hmm. I help you to pause. I help you to get to the end of a thought and what it's attached to what in our belief system, what am I believing about luck? and bad luck, and being outside the boundaries of bad
2: luck? (laughs) I don't know, because I guess it's like, I don't know what I really believe about if things from the outside can or would or are modifying events in the world, or if it's just how things are falling into place. But beyond bad luck feels like This is beyond what would just fall into place. Mm.
0: So luck might be defined as things that fall into place. Yeah. And bad luck is things that don't fall into place. Good luck are things that do fall into place. Yeah. Yeah right? We're just being playful. And this is just curiosity. We're not curious enough. So we just, we're just curious. Could it be? Okay. Falling into place, not falling into place. And then beyond the simplicity of luck, the meaning beyond things falling into place. Mm Mm-hmm. And so looking at the examples you listed and much that you have yet to list, those things were not falling into place. They were bad luck. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to use my imagination, the picture you're painting, to think, well, For them to fall into place means I had a place for them.
2: Mm, An expectation.
0: There you go. That's what I was thinking, right? It's it's a picture in our mind. So is it even luck? (laughs) You see the words we put to things. Yeah. And then the words have such weight. We act accordingly. Right. We, could it be that we are the ones manifesting luck and bad luck and good luck because of just look at how it comes to fruition, through yeah. our
2: subconscious. We're assigning meaning to it,
0: right? That's right. Like, assigning because there's gotta be, there's gotta be a name. There's gotta be a, a person, a name, a name is associated with a person, a, a a being, a living being. It's a person that then assigns luck and bad luck. For a moment, we're playing with this for a second. Yeah. I personally want to jump somewhere with my Christian background, but I'm going to hold off because what is so powerful is that I hold space for you to discover with God within you. Like you Mm -hmm. have a deeper knowing, (laughs) So why would I, right? So I'm trying super hard. <laughs> so, but the
2: human urge is like, Tara, I love all your thoughts. I want to hear them. <laughs> right.
0: It's like, let's line up with that. And in there is a time and a place. But right now I feel like the power is when you uncover it yourself. Yeah. That's you oh. know that with learning and with psychology. Mm-hmm. I think.
2: I think. yeah it brings me to a place of I guess and this is like just it feels like uncharted unfamiliar territory to explore this yes and I love it but and I love it um and so bad luck good luck it has to do with an expectation because we have an expectation of how things should go what would be right and then when it does or it doesn't, we assign meaning to that. We make it good or bad. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about the events in that very isolated moment. We're taking the emotion that we feel in that isolated moment and letting that emotion give meaning and kind mm-hmm. of summing it up as if that's the whole story. When that's not the end. So... It's, you know, we've talked about this before, but that image of Jesus with the big teddy bear behind his back and there's a little girl holding her little teddy bear and she's like, but God, I love it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, trust me. Mm. But God, I love my expectation. Mm.
0: I love the picture I have in my mind about what a day should look like. What my marriage should look like. What my... Family with my husband, how many children? Mm -hmm. What my career, what a good day, what a good day, what a good life should look like.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm, I'm, I don't know if you can hear when my pencil hits the page. Sorry about that if you can, but
2: I cannot. So you're good. (laughs)
0: Like, I'm, double tripping, double triple quadruple underlining, circling the word should.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, that goes very much with expectation. If I get really sassy, it's you know, we should all over ourselves.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need Oh my
1: god, Sarah, my husband just said that this week. That's <laughs> so funny.
2: High uh. five
0: to you too. Oh my goodness. Like we're cut from the same cloth, but it's true, right? It's (laughs) it. We think these shoulds and these expectations are such a great blessing. And so they serve us well. And really it is not only that smaller version of the teddy bear that God is wanting so much to exchange for the little girl, Mm. but it is, it is shooting on ourselves. It is, it is limited and it's, it's truly not leading to life. Eternal, way bigger perspective of your being, of your state of presence falling into place. Yeah. And how are, I heard you say about how the events assign we we assign meaning to them, and our emotions and our feelings give meaning and I would also add on it's the way that i've and you know this more than I do probably about the way the brain works mm-hmm. and the way our system works. It's an alignment to keep us quote unquote alive, not even quote unquote alive to it to our brain it's for survival, yeah. It's our brain is always functioning primarily on, Kate, I want you to stay alive. And you've made it this far with this mindset. And so dare not change it or else we die. And so there's an alignment with our emotions and our feelings with our thoughts connected to our belief, our meaning making system. They all work on double, triple overload, like double time to keep us, to keep us alive. So there's an agreement about the meaning. And that is like cement. And we then show up in the day according to the cemented understanding that we have. man, this is all real bad luck. So where does your mind go from here?
2: So something I was, I was writing out as you were talking is, you know, I'm a psychologist. And when I think of homeostasis, I immediately go to the body, keeping itself safe in a physical way. Yes. Like I never thought of the idea of emotional homeostasis. Right. So like going into fighter, I mean, that is what fight or flight is, right? Like it wants to bring us back to safety. It wants to bring us back to emotional homeostasis. And it's just very interesting. And it's very difficult to do in the moment because obviously, you know, this too, when our emotions are heightened, our logical brain, our problem solving, our ability to notice and use problem solving tools is limited. So, it's a difficult task in the moment to almost figure out how to respond to those emotions in a more spiritual way Mm -hmm. rather than letting the brain and the body and the mind have an automatic reaction to those emotions. That's right. And assign that meaning and go down that road of survival, which leads us to label things as good or bad. Yes. Yeah.
0: So what does that do for you as the reason you're coming to me? You trust the spiritual end. You trust your spiritual. Um Trying to find the words. You trust me spiritually. <laughs> One million per. Right? So what does that mean to you with what you just said in regard to learning to tap into learning to pause the physical and the emotional safety mechanisms built in and tap into the spiritual mechanisms that are built in?
2: You know, this, it's interesting. I can relate it to applied behavior analysis when we talk about like antecedents, behaviors and consequences. I feel like this takes so much antecedent work so that when the event happens, that grounding in God and in spirit is already there. It's like fueling up.
0: Yes. Now I want you to repeat what you said. Because it's so spot on and I know what you're talking about. But if we ever get to share this with another, mm-hmm. I want what you just said to it's worthy of repeating and understanding. Cause yep. in, in the field of education, we use that regularly. Yep. And it just blessed me in this phase of my life, in this field work I'm doing now. So mm-hmm. You can repeat what you just said,, mm-hmm. knowing that someone who may not know is hearing it for the first time, and it it is a pivotal moment.
2: So when we look at human behavior, we can look at what happens before that we say occasions or brings on the behavior or stimulates the behavior or causes the behavior behavior happens and then there is a consequence. And the whole idea in, uh, well, human behavior is that we go back to BF Skinner, positive consequences lead to a behavior happening more negative consequences lead to a behavior happening less. So somebody sips their coffee because it tastes good. They get a little bit of a buzz, a little awake, That Mm -hmm. is the positive consequence. Mm -hmm. Somebody really doesn't like the taste of coffee. They taste it. They never drink it again. That would be a punishing consequence. Mm -hmm. So in education with kids, we really focus a lot on antecedent consequences. So trying to set up the child for success. Mm -hmm. So if a child has a really hard time writing, ahead of time, maybe we give them, um, you know, a modification to the pencil that makes it easier to move the pencil. Maybe we shorten the amount of stuff that they have to write. Um, and then we might also, this is really getting into the education stuff. We might strengthen the reward for smaller pieces of that. Okay. So bringing this back to moments of difficulty as an adult and spirituality, if we do the antecedent work to build up our relationship with god and even like reflect on previous situations what we wish we could have done better or how we wish we could have visualized it or perceived it or assigned meaning to it then that would be an antecedent intervention for future situations. Mm-hmm. So if I sit down and do Bible study once a week, and I hear something that reminds me of a situation that I don't feel like I handled the way that I wanted to, or I viewed it as bad luck, or I viewed it as negative, mm-hmm. I can use that as an antecedent intervention for the next time. Yes. Something throws me off my balance. Yes a modification made
0: based on what you've learned in the past that you can now use proactively yes to assign new meaning it's like being humble and surrendered to the new moment saying i used to think and play play around you know play with this a little bit with me but i used to think And now I learned, so I'm going to use that now and be willing to think anew, to be seeing something from, to make a modification, to release the, what I thought of before. And I'm like, and with your world, you're realizing, you're realizing that more and more and more, your body and your mind and your emotional um, status was keeping you alive. It was keeping you safe. Mm -hmm. You felt in that world, loved and belonged. And so you're going to keep doing those same things. Mm -hmm. But now you're realizing and making modifications little by little and assigning new meaning. You're being willing to go into uncharted territory. The behavior is uncharted. It's you're taking steps into new. Now, granted, what I'm noticing from you is the consequence of our sessions, the consequence of the result, if you will, sometimes result is, is better than consequence because people think consequence just means negative. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Consequence. It it is not a negative term. It is the result of.
2: It's true. I hear that from kids a lot. Is he going to get a consequence? Right. (laughs) And it always means punishment. (laughs)
0: Always. And, and because us adults assign meaning from our life. Right. There are going to be consequences. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the language people in our world, in our slice of the world use. So we then associate it with negative. We're always wanting to to be willing to say, oh my goodness, like that is language. That's a mindset. That's, I'll say it in order because we don't know about our belief system. It's just so under the surface. Hmm. think we know, but we really don't. It's really in our language and in our behaviors that if we're willing to pause and hold them and say, what might I be believing about this?
2: This is bringing me on a really interesting detour because I've always found language and spirituality and religion to be so interesting because on one hand, I feel like words are so simple, right? If you look at a word on a page that you don't understand, it has no meaning. But if it's, you know, we, as we were talking about consequence, like people can have such different That's right. feelings and understandings and experiences of a word mm-hmm. based on their own life experiences and the emotions that they felt in certain moments. And then it gets attached mm-hmm. to a word To a word. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about that too, in the context of, um, you know, religious terminology and why people can be so kind of put off by it at times because of so much of the legalism, I feel like that has happened. And, you know, I've told you, I grew up Catholic. So Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people certainly (laughs) in the last century were turned off of religion Because there were so many people that were very legalistic and like law abiding by the Bible, but the, the marrow of it was missing. And there was so much uh, (laughs) negativity within that church. Yeah. Evil. (laughs) I would go so far
0: to say. Well, I just read that evil is really whenever it brings harm to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I struggle sometimes with like, and I won't get into this too much, but sometimes I will, words I see in scripture, I will associate or not associate with it. I'll connect with it or not. And I'll say, oh, thank God I'm not connected to evil. Thank God I'm not adding evil into this world or thank God this doesn't apply to me or apply to me anymore Mm
2: -hmm. because
0: I'm not evil or Hitler's evil. I'm not evil. Right. The word that we read or hear, we immediately. Like you said, in context, it's uh, we apply meaning. And immediately with that meeting, with that interaction, I then enter into it or escape for like I it. Either way, it doesn't, or not either way, it doesn't apply to me or it does apply to me. And if it does apply to me, I'm going to lean in more. And if it doesn't apply to me, I'm going to walk and go into another direction. We do it so easily, even with Catholicism or any other religious hurt. Hmm. It hurt, I'm walking away. Yeah. Or it assigned this meaning, it feels this to me. I want that homeostasis, this alignment. Mm -hmm. I want to stay alive, you know, spiritually. This is not life-giving. I'm out. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. It's in and of itself. It's like, oh, that makes sense. But what happens is we disconnect super early. We, We disconnect too early. And so when I press into the word evil, instead of disconnecting and saying it doesn't apply to me, I've learned to say in context of this scripture in this day, in this moment, in my meditation with what God is trying to tell me, like what's going on in this session, God, what are you trying to show Kate? Let's, let's stand in the tension a little longer and see. And then as soon as I got to, you know, a very wonderful spiritual advisor, Google, (laughs)
2: like,
0: (laughs) like your great physician. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So (laughs) right. And it's like, oh, let's define, let's just, let's, let's go ahead and look that up real quick. And as I dug into it a little bit, it's like anytime it brings harm. Mm. So then I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's bringing harm. Okay. Here's my next question. harm? Right. 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 Who gets to define that? Who gets to assign meaning to that?
2: Right. Because you can certainly have a person that lives in that kind of victim mindset where somebody might not do something that was ill-intentioned or hurtful, but a person might perceive it. That's right. As harmful. Right. It's so complicated. I can't, <laughs> exactly. I can't. It's like a mess of tangled necklaces. This right. this whole definition thing with these words. It's I don't. Which I is why going back to
0: What this is doing for you on a spiritual level, our being can be very complicated, is complicated. Yeah. It's, 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 it's better yet. It's a complex system.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Kate, your complex system with my complex system, we have so much that's in alignment. So you Mm -hmm. can lean into the tension with me
2: Mm -hmm.
0: where you might not do that with someone else's complex system. Nope. For whatever reason, right? We named a few. So when we think of how complex we are and then we're in a distorted complex or whatever world, we're just, we're trying to find meaning among the world and the world's verbiage. hmm Because we're living in this world, we're complex in a complex and even a complicated world. And yet our body and our mind wants to moreover connect to the good luck, bad luck, to the water leaking, to the, you know, we're meaning making all the time. We're trying to fit in. We're trying to understand where we belong, where we fit into the context of this world. And at a spiritual level, God's like, please don't do that. <laughs> please stop that. <laughs> it will, it will tangle you up. It will distort you. It will define you. It will encourage you to numb out a perpetual state of confusion and complexity.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm just looking at the notes, like going back to this pivotal change, not, and I love the word I just said, change. I was even a repentance. It's like a change of heart, a change of mind. It's a pivot moment. So your physical self, your emotional self, your spiritual self in 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, you felt a change. You felt a pivot.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which then made you think about the ABC, right? Right. The antecedent, the behavior and the consequence or what we're saying now, more simply the result. Mm -hmm. What's next for you? What do you think is being uncovered next?
2: Well, I go back to when I was in my dark night of the soul for a very, very long time and almost kind of like waiting for God to come to me, but also still just like using all of the numbing coping mechanisms and like not doing the work, not shifting my perspective. And I feel like that is part of the antecedent work. You know, it's it's not hard work. And I hesitate to even use the word work. It's really just a arriving, a showing up to hear God.
0: So good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You're going <laughs> to, okay, I'm going to pause what I need. Okay. I don't want to block you. So You're is not. there anything else in that? Cause that's yep. really powerful. And I, the alignment <laughs> is ridiculous. The spiritual alignment is ridiculous, but I, I just want to hold back for a moment. Don't hold back. Go. (laughs) Well, I, 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 I am, (laughs) I will, but I do also feel my spirit. Just being in this moment with you feeling like there's, I feel like before I say what I'm about to say, there's something else. So what I hear you saying is, or let me clarify this. Did I hear you say that at one point you weren't willing to shift you weren't willing to see
2: it differently? I was so in the dark, I didn't know how to find the light. Yes.
0: So the pre when you and I use the word antecedent, if anyone else hears that word, it another good word for that is like trigger. Mm. Or what other, you know, it's what the, other
2: it's like Another phrase somebody could use is like a setting event, like a setup. All of the things around that happen before an event.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying the event itself, because we all deal with circumstances. And we're saying that there's this circumstance, this event, this thing this person said. And then there's my reaction to it, my response, my behavior.
2: Let me use a metaphor. I have a good one of like a little kid, right? Like imagine you're bringing a little kid to the zoo for the day and the kid doesn't get a good night of sleep before. They don't eat much of their breakfast. It's a really, really, really hot day. Um, when you arrive at the zoo, there's really no reminders or directions given they're kind of just entering in with not being prepared to have a great time or see the light or be successful. They're going to focus on being hungry and tired. They're going to be moody. They're not, uh, like focused on the rewards that could be there, the mm-hmm. the good stuff. And when I say rewards, I even mean just like seeing really cool animals. Mm-hmm. And the same thing can be, I think, be said of us in terms of showing up with God in the zoo that is this world. <laughs> <laughs> Great um, metaphor. We, and set ourselves up for success. And mm-hmm. that means praying, meditating, shifting our gaze so that we make a habit of listening to him instead of the monkey mind in those difficult moments. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I could think of so many good metaphors now to bring it back to <laughs> That's good, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that is what
0: our brain does need. We need those vis- visualizations because yeah. you're, you're creating a new, and me, you're creating a new pathway in your brain. So yeah. those visualizations, those metaphors, those examples, like in scripture, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of um, parables and metaphors yeah. repeating themselves because we're trying to create in our humanness and our soul, we're trying to create a spiritual network. Yeah. So yeah, keep going if you want, if it's a blessing to you.
2: Well, there was just one more um, kind of metaphor tie in. And it's, you know, the idea of the same thing, the antecedent, the before time, the preparation as an intervention for being successful. And that's like the idea of practice. Like if A child is going to, you know, do a piano piece on stage. They don't just get up there and play. You have to practice Mm -hmm. in the moments that are not showtime. Mm -hmm. So that means sitting and reflecting regularly on how you want to show up in the world and practicing and, again, thinking about previous moments and how you might have done those differently so that that can influence future moments. Mm Mm-hmm. You're putting things in your toolbox for showtime.
0: So when I hear you say a couple key words, you were talking about that that preparation time, that how am I setting myself up for success time, the time before um my behavior the time before i even showed up at that event that place um you had said you didn't allow there to be a shift in your preparation in your before time your your mind uh what it set its thoughts on you um if i heard you correctly you weren't wanting to shift from what you thought worked well for you.
2: And I think I had a mis... I had a... I had a... I want to say like incorrect or unhelpful. I just had a framework that was not right for how to connect with God. Mm-hmm. And it was more of like that judgment of... You know, you need to get yourself right before you can connect with God. You need to, like, exercise every day and stop drinking wine. And, like, you need your mind to be pure to be able to hear that voice. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I think that that's what kept me held down for a very long time in dark depression. (laughs) And if I understand you didn't even know
0: that that's what you knew. You didn't know that. Yeah. Because in one our, our first session, I mean, you, spiritually speaking, you were just thinking the other spiritual sources you believed worked for you. Mm. You believed help me
2: survive.
0: <laughs> that's that's why I turn the notes over to go back to what yeah. are we ultimately anchoring? Why is all this important? It's because what we think keeps us alive, keeps us surviving, keeps us showing up
2: the next day. It's that homeostasis. My soul and my ego was making me feel okay in those times as I was, you know, getting through my doctoral program and writing my dissertation, like it was grueling. Mm-hmm. And my spirit during that time was like dead in the basement. <laughs> it was. And, and
0: this is where work comes in. Yeah. You're willing to work for your safety. Yeah. To be alive, to be seen. You're willing to work your tail off. You're willing. To work so hard to be seen, to be known, to be valued, getting the PhD. But it shouldn't. Now, bear with me when I say these two things. It shouldn't take that kind of work for my spiritual formation. Right. Not eternal. So we've got the word work is what I'm holding on to for a moment. There is this aha moment that you just explained that I don't have to work for my salvation. I don't have to work to be in relationship with Jesus. He's done that work for me. Right? There's that. I would do anything To let the world know the work that God, that Jesus, that his Holy Spirit does, the army of angels and the heavenly realm, what they do on our behalf. And then there's the work that it takes to be aware And intentional that, oh my goodness, I'm depressed. It takes work for us to get out of our habitual uh, everyday mindset, not even realizing I'm in depression, not even realizing spiritually I am underground,
2: Mm -hmm. near
0: death. Yeah. That kind of work, we need to learn to embrace more because we're working against our ego, our soul. We're working against the pattern of thoughts that's anchored in a belief system that is always learning to attach meaning to this world. It takes so good. work.
2: It takes- as you we were talking, wait at attaching meaning to this world. I had already written down because just as there were, we talked about antecedents for spiritual success. I've also come to notice, like the enemy's antecedents, which are mm. that temptation toward logic and behavior modification. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yes. What applies to us in the light, in the supernatural of light and beauty and goodness, the complete opposite is working as well. It applies in the same way. Not to set us up for success, but for death.
1: All right. That was great. Man, right? Man, what a great conversation, yeah. coaching session. That was awesome. I loved it. Um, I love that man, you all got to be a fly in the wall. You do such a great job of really flushing out like those mm. fears and limiting beliefs, and then just like pulling on that thread to keep mm. her like thought process going. Just that was really so good. So fun to do it. So good. Yeah. I can totally relate to her um, when she talked about. She talked about feeling like you need to work or get yourself to a certain point in Mm -hmm. order to like be prepared for Jesus or have a relationship with him or, um, like I know even now that I'm like further into my journey, I still sometimes catch myself being like, Oh, well my, I'm not there yet. Or I'm just not, Mm -hmm. you know, my heart isn't pure enough or, but that's such lies. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the real work comes from and I loved when she like flipped that. <laughs> yeah, she did, didn't she? <laughs> she's like, No, the work comes before. The work comes from like sitting and doing your quiet time and your prayer and your meditation and and I resonate with that so much because just getting taking that time and doing the work to know the character of Jesus helps us in the moment mm-hmm. be able to flip that script because we've already spent that time and done that work of getting to know him and who his character is and how much he loves us. It just changes things. And it, it does. And in that moment, when you're in the storm, if you've already done that work, it just, it's so accessible. It's accessible. That's what Which it is.
0: Which is what we, why we're doing what we're doing is to talk about it more and more and more and more where it almost becomes like, yeah, 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 I know. But when that new storm hits, you don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just don't. You've never been there before. I know. So the more we, that antecedent word, it may sound like such a clinical word. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just the conditions before yeah. my behavior.
1: Yeah. That's it. It's so the good. conditions before. Didn't you love the zoo example? The conditions before showing up to the yep. zoo. I mean, the way, yep, the way that she talked about, you know, the little boy that shows up to the zoo and he didn't sleep well the night before, he didn't have a breakfast, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he shows up and he's not capable of receiving the blessings that the zoo has to (laughs) offer because he hasn't put himself in the right condition. Mm -hmm. And that, the first time it kind of, that I listened to that, I I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, it just kind of waved over me. But the second time I heard that, it really... Like, I thought about that. I'm like, how often do we do that where we don't put ourselves in the right heart no. posture or don't do that pre-work that needs to get done in order to really receive and enjoy the blessings that God has for us? Oh, my goodness. If we can do that ahead of time, then we can show up ready and, like, willing and capable to see. Yes. The blessing. Same
0: exact
1: zoo experience. The zoo is
0: the zoo. Mm -hmm. The zoo of life. Right. (laughs) Literally going to an event, going somewhere. It's still the same thing. It's how we show up. Yes. So good. That's where the power is. We have the power thanks to his Holy Spirit within us. The event is the event. Mm -hmm. The situation's a situation. The person saying what the person said is what the person said. But who we are showing up as matters. And it blew my mind. This is what happens when God brings a client to me. The pre-work that he has me do, it always benefits the client. It benefits me first. Mm -hmm. And then it benefits the client. I, I cannot, it's almost like God's like, please read this for you, but then I'm, you're going to have a client session and this is going to be such a blessing. That's why I was almost jumping out of my skin. And this is going to have, this is going to be the beginning of next, uh, episode. Yes. Um, just how God prepared my heart and seeds of truth dropped through the book of Proverbs, uh, where it was a al- lot, it aligned so much with what Kate needed to hear also.
1: That's so good. Come on. Because that's what God does <laughs> all over the and time. over again. Just it's kind like it all of all like it's
0: the dot to dot we talked about yes. like episode yes. two or three or something like that. And it's just my events in my life are not, it's never just for me. Mm-hmm. The prep work we do, we think, oh, it's for, this is good. This is good. No, it's always multidimensional. It's like this web of, of the heavenly realm going on and in, in the natural and the here and the now and it's just the events the dots in my life are not it's not one-dimensional it's not just for me mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's so, so good. good
1: it's so good yeah well i'm really looking forward to part two next week yeah. um but now oh that's right it's time <laughs> it's for time the- <laughs> for the wheel, wheel of, of fear, fear. We are going to oh. rock, paper, scissors to okay. see who goes this week. Tara, you've been going pretty consistently. Uh, yeah, I think um, I had like four in a row or something. I think three you in just need to... However,
0: here's the thing. It benefited me big time. That's true. So what so am I really, afraid of I know. to lose again and again and again?
1: All right. Okay, well, paper, we're going to rock, paper, scissors, see My hands goes. are sweating. if you've gotten any better at this game. <laughs> I haven't. Here we go. Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors. shoot.
0: Yeah. What? can uh, we do two can we do two out of three, two out of three. no it's okay i, I won again no nope, we don't do i was teasing <laughs> here we go i can't believe i keep losing i
1: don't you know god casts a lot he just knows.
0: oh wow okay so this one is super super personal i can't say it out loud oh okay okay um but i put it on here anyway It says contact such-and-such a person. So the such-and-such a person. Oh boy, this is good. God is good. Okay. All right. This makes sense. So there's just a uncomfortable situation with another person. And yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to contact this person
1: okay <laughs>
0: all right I, if I say anything else it shares someone That's else's story 100%
1: I understand yeah
0: so it would be better for me just to say does anyone else relate with having a difficult situation with somebody and it's probably a limiting statement but I feel like I would need to be the bigger person to make the the call mm-hmm. to do the reaching out but then I'm also giggling like listen to me say I'm going to be the bigger person to reach out it's just funny our language it's just i know as in my faith and in my understanding this is where it's like um laying down your life like putting your pride aside putting you thinking you are right and you know the story by the way and you would say oh no tara you are right Mm -hmm. like you would know for sure and say oh there's a lot of rightness all over the place but as a Christ follower, it's not about being right. Mm-hmm. It's about being humble and willing to love even the unlovable. And this is a very unloving situation. Okay. Good for you. That's not Ooh, easy to put yourself in that. I can't even believe I put. I, I mean, I know what for you. <laughs> I know why I put it on the wheel of fear, but with the chance of having to, yeah, okay. Oh good. Well, Here we go. Know,
1: God has been so faithful through these wheel He's of years. so ridiculous and flipping the script. Can't wait to see
0: how this one shakes out. Mm, me too. Mm-hmm. What happens if we don't meet the deadline of oh. cuz it's Monday to Monday when we do our report out. So, uh, <laughs> You're right. I wonder what would happen if I if fear mm. because the only reason I wouldn't reach out is for I am, um, I'm thinking of the worst case scenario and the worst case scenario has power over my love. Will my thought of the worst case scenario be greater than my capacity to love? And then the question is, that means greater than Jesus's capacity to love me. Mm-hmm. And did he love me even when I was ugly, when I wasn't very kind and unloving or when I wasn't loving And that's what it's all about. Did Jesus do this for me? Yes, he sure did. Mm -hmm. And is that greater than the hurt that was imposed upon me? Right. And so that would be the only thing, that the power of the situation is greater than the power of Jesus' love for me. (laughs) (laughs) So when we put it that way. So when you put it that way, I guess you're going to get it done. (laughs) I guess I will be getting it done and uh, we'll see when it comes of it. Like literally, my feet are sweating. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This early, my feet are sweating, y'all. Okay, but here we go.
1: Here we go. All right, well, we'll find out next week. Yes, you will. All right, well, have a great week, everybody. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. We are so glad you listened to this episode of the Abundantly Me podcast, where we flip the script on fear and exchange it for perfect love and truth. Want to stay in touch? Please consider subscribing. And if you would like to continue the conversation from an episode, go to abundantlyme.org to access our podcast group.
0: And remember, when it comes down to it, the greatest way not to allow fear to be a liar, a limiter, or a liability is to first be loved by God. Then we can show up in life motivated by truth and love that sets us free. And we would love a virtual hug by sharing, liking, and leaving a review, which also allows others to learn about this free service.